0: Welcome to Messy in the Middle, the podcast. We are two realtors from two different coasts working to improve and grow. We believe you deserve to have a thriving business and live a balanced life. Your journey from ideas to implementation starts
1: now. Hey, Jeffy, I've got a quick question for you. Are you ready for it?
0: I'm always ready for your questions, Ed.
1: I know. You're born ready. Have you ever had a time where you just didn't click with a client and you couldn't quite tell why?
0: Yes. It was really frustrating, actually, because I pride myself on human abilities. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I love people. And so when I have that disconnect, I, I start reeling. And I notice that when I do that, I start making mistakes. And I do weird things, and I say weird things. It's almost like woo, woo,
1: woo. Yeah, yeah <laughs> You're trying to win them over. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to win them over, and it's it, yeah. it's like you're working hard to bridge yes. this gap. Yes. And you and and you don't know why. Well, you know, imagine if you had a framework to quickly bridge that gap. I mean, that would be worth so much, wouldn't it?
0: I would definitely say yes.
1: I know. Well, I'm so excited that we're going to learn that today from our guest Mario Shakura. So,
0: and do we um, say Mario, Mario or Mario?
2: Uh, so, uh, from the northeast in Philadelphia, we say it as Mario. Okay. But
1: Mario, but I, Mario I got it right. There and you and go. I should have worked that out in. That's all right. So. No worries. Hey, so we're Mario, human. That's right. <laughs> And we're going to find out how human today. So uh, Mario, (laughs) welcome to our podcast. Mario is an internationally known expert in the theory and application of the Enneagram model of personality styles, which he combines with deep knowledge and performance improvement, clear thinking skills, and fundamentals of leadership. Mario is the founder and CEO of Awareness to Action International, which provides executive coaching and Enneagram-based leadership programs. As Mario says, the Enneagram is his secret weapon, and we can't wait to learn from him today. So Mario, welcome to Messy in the Middle.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me, Ed and uh, Jeffy. It's great to be here with you. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Well, we, we are so excited about this because we've stumbled on, on, on things along the way and we're going to learn uh, some techniques on how to apply that to keep from that happening. So we thought we'd dive in quickly to the backstory. Um, maybe you can just give a brief introduction to the Enneagram for th- those that don't know it. I'm familiar with it and so maybe to kind of help help you explain some of these things, I happen to be a three, which mm-hmm. is the achiever. And Jeffy is a seven, which is the enthusiast. So you're going to have a wild
2: show today with those two yes, types. I yes, yes, a lot of energy, a lot of energy yes. here so. <laughs> today. Right, great. So, um, so the Enneagram is a model of nine different personality styles. Okay, and you know, different teachers, different authors have different names that they give the nine types. Um, I refer to these as adaptive strategies. Okay, so each of these points represents a adaptive strategy, a way of solving problems, you know, addressing the things that come into our world. Now, Enia is Greek for nine, gram for drawing. So the enneagram is this kind of funny looking diagram with nine points on it and nine lines between those. And uh, people have over the years mapped nine different personality styles to each of these points okay and so for me these strategies represent a an internal need to feel a certain way so the three is what we would call striving to feel outstanding right so i there's just something about me that wants to stand out in some way right that wants to be successful that wants to achieve things that wants to accomplish things that wants to do things Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And so the the type seven, which Jeffy uh, is, is striving to feel excited. Okay. I want stimulation. Okay. I want something new. I want something interesting. I want options. I want opportunities. I want choices. Okay, so the people that almost love the menu more than they love the meal, right? Because there's all these things I could have. My wife is that personality style, Jeffy, too. Oh. And so when we go to, out to a restaurant, it's, you know, well, you order this and I'm going to order this. And in case I don't like this, I can have some of that. and you know, Totally. And she, right? and she literally used to collect menus from restaurants, right? Because just the idea of having choices just thrills her. Okay? Yeah. Now, so these this need to feel a certain way shapes the way we think. Okay, so if I if I want to feel excited, well then I'm going to think about exciting things or ways to be excited. Okay, if I want to feel outstanding, I'm going to think about well, how can I stand out? How can I achieve things? And then this shapes the way we do things, the way we act. Okay, well I'm going to act in ways that make sense according to that. Okay, so. Each of these points on the Enneagram represents one of these nine strategies. Now, what most people don't know about the Enneagram is that there's this other element to it. And I think that's probably what we're gonna focus on today because number one, it's easier. There's only three of them, right? So, whereas there's nine types. Now we're gonna talk about these three instinctual biases they're called. And if the strategy is how we go about getting the things we want, The instinctual biases point to what are those things that we want, right? What matters Mm -hmm. to us? What do we really value, okay? What am I trying to accomplish and achieve when I get Mm -hmm. up in the morning?
0: Right, and would you say that this would be something that if we did run across a client or a situation, we could kind of assess the situation and go, okay, they are one of these three things this person likes to be communicated with in this style, or they have a need of this. That's kind of the purpose of understanding those three?
2: That's absolutely it. So I work with leaders Mm -hmm. in organizations. I'm an executive coach and leadership development consultant. And when I'm working with a client, I am trying to understand which of these instinctual biases is dominant with them because it tells me a couple of things. Number one, it tells me what they value, okay? What is important to them. But it also tells me what's not important to them. Okay, Mm -hmm. and when I understand their instinctual bias and I understand the instinctual bias of the people around them, I understand why they have disconnections, right? Uh, At a more fundamental level. So my wife has a different instinctual bias than I do, okay? She's what we would call the preserver, right? Somebody with a preserving bias. So for her, nesting and nurturing is everything, right? Am I comfortable? Mm -hmm. Am I safe? Do I have the things that I need? Do I have all the resources that I want? I, on the other hand, is, I'm what is called a navigator or have a navigating bias. And I don't care about the preserving stuff, right? So when my wife starts focusing on these things, I can kind of tune out sometimes and not think it's that important. Now right. the trick is to this, and the reason this is valuable, is if I am trying to build rapport with my wife, which I do, do my best to do, I have to remember to speak her language and speak preserving Mm. and focus on preserving things rather than focus on what I think is important to me. Gotcha. Very, very interesting.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our show. We get a lot of questions about why we do this, and I want to say that we love it. We sharpen our skills, we get to have fun, and we get to interact with all of you. So thank you for that.
1: Thanks so much, and we do have one favor to ask. If you know anyone that's thinking about buying or selling in the US or Canada, let us know. We have an amazing network of vetted agents that are so good at what they do. And what better gift can you give that person than somebody that's best of breed? Enjoy the rest of the show. You know, I can see why this matters for us as realtors, because we you know we meet a client for the first time we're in their we're in their home on the listing side or we're meeting at our office or in a coffee coffee house on the first on the buy side and it's really important for us to kind of understand what's important to them right and we bring our own biases right to the table and sometimes you get that natural fit where it just works and you become best friends right away i mean i have clients i vacation with and do all mm-hmm. these things and then sometimes you've just got this this disconnect that we talked about, and we we don't understand why. And I know I tend to like work harder, right? But I but right. by with my biases, I'm probably making it worse for him. Yes. If, if there's a, if there's a bad match, so yeah. So I, I think before we zoom in, let's make sure we get a good summary of yeah. of the three. Yes. And just and. Paint that picture a little bit, and then we'll go into how to apply it.
2: Sure. So the best way to think about this and how I always teach this, I tell people to imagine watching a documentary about peacocks. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you're sitting at home, you're, you know, watching the Nature Channel, if that's even still a thing, I'm not sure, um, and a documentary about peacocks comes on. The first part of the documentary they're going to focus on what we would call the na- I'm sorry the preserving domain, which is all about nesting and nurturing like I said, okay? How does the peacock make its nest? How does it protect itself? How does it feed itself? How does it groom itself to stay healthy? How does it take care of its offspring? Right? All of these things that are related to the fundamentals of well-being, physical well-being, safety, security, okay? The second part of the documentary is about what we would call the navigating domain. And this is all about understanding social dynamics and group politics, okay? What, is the, what are the politics of the flock, right? Who knows who? What, what's the relationships between these different peacocks? And how do I make sure that I don't offend that one and don't offend that one and I connect with this one when I need to? So it's all about understanding subtle nuanced social dynamics. the third domain is what we call the transmitting domain and this is all about attracting and bonding and getting attention so i can do those things and with the peacock you know they spread their feathers they let out this loud call they say hey come look at me right pay attention to me because i have something i want to pass on to you okay now for the peacock what they're trying to pass on is their genes right so they can make little pea babies um but You know, it's all about getting noticed so I can connect. Now, humans are more complicated than peacocks, okay? Peacocks have tiny little heads and tiny little brains inside those heads. (laughs) But when it comes right down to it, humans just care about the same three things, okay? Preserving, navigating, and transmitting. And we all care about all three of them. And under different circumstances, we'll really focus on one. Like when COVID first hit, what did everybody do? They ran out, they bought toilet paper, right? They ran out, they bought canned food. They ran out and bought supplies. So it was like everybody's preserving instincts went on overdrive. Okay. Right. But over the course of our lives, we all have a bias towards one of them over the other two. And we call that dominant one the zone of enthusiasm, right? Meaning it's the one that we care about the most. It's the one that our attention goes to. The other one is what we call the zone of inner conflict, meaning I'm drawn to it, but I have this discomfort with it at times. And the third one is what we call a zone of indifference, meaning eh, I kind of know it's important, but I really just don't care about it. Now, when we understand somebody's dominant instinctual bias, we will also know what is the one that they're indifferent about. Because transmitters will be indifferent about the navigating things. Navigators like me will be indifferent about the preserving things. And preservers will be indifferent about the transmitting things. So if we speak our own language, right, our own instinctual language to somebody who is indifferent about what we're saying, they're gonna be indifferent about what we're saying, okay? Yeah. So, and if you're a transmitter and you speak transmitter to somebody who's a preserver, or they speak preserving to you, there's gonna be this disconnect that you mentioned. Right. Very, yeah. very interesting.
0: I know we're probably gonna zoom in here a little, a little bit, but I'm very curious if there are things that we can pick up on when we go to someone's home so it's not necessarily chatting with them but as they're showing us their house because a lot of times that's the first time we meet people yeah are there Mm. little things that we can pick up on to see which one of those they are
2: yeah so it's important to point out that you know we're taking i don't know eight billion people on the planet and putting them into three groups right so there's going to be variation within this. Okay. But there are these tendencies that we see. There are these hints that we can pick up. And for somebody who's preserving, their home is going to be like a nest, right? It's going to be comfortable. It's not going to be flashy. It's going to be practical. They're going to very often enjoy doing things with their hands. Okay so very often when I uh, encounter men who are preservers they like to do woodwork they like to fix things around the house and so forth okay you'll see knickknacks that are comforting memories of things mm. you'll see comfortable furniture right you're not going to see this kind of modernist art furniture that looks like a torture rack to sit in <laughs> okay? Because I want to be comfortable. Okay? You're right. going to see lots of pillows. You're going to see blankets, all these sort of things. You're going to see a place that looks like a comfortable nest. It's going to look like a Maxwell House commercial, right? Okay. Or something from a Hallmark TV okay. movie, right? Okay. With transmitters, it's going to be a bit flashier, right? Transmitters are kind of peacocks, okay? So, now, again, there's always going to be these variables because you might have a transmitter married to a preserver or something like that, sure. you get this mix. But it's going to be a bit more on the flashy side, right? A bit more standing out because transmitters are kind of like peacocks, okay? They want to be noticed. They like things that are interesting and flashy around them. Navigators are a little trickier. When one of the challenges with navigators is that you can almost identify them more by the things that they don't do than by the things Mm -hmm. that they do. And so navigator, yeah, so navigators are typically going to be relatively indifferent to their environment. Okay. Yeah, sure. I want a comfortable place to sit. I want a nice, you know, in my living room, I want a nice big TV there that I, because I like to watch Netflix and, you know, whatever else. But beyond that, I couldn't even tell you what color the trim on the outside of the house is, right? And okay. Because navigators tend not to care about those things.
1: Very cool. <laughs> so
2: that's very, very
1: cool. Um, so now if we were meeting somebody for the first time, a realtor's meeting them, not on the listing, but on the buying side. And so maybe sure. it's in an office visit or a very common place is a coffee house for that first meeting. What would we be looking for? There would be like clothes, yeah. jewelry, that type yeah. of thing.
2: So there's a couple of things that you want to look for. And this can often be sort of a um, um, a process of elimination when you're interacting with people. Okay. And you want to think of, okay, what is it that I want to sort of feel the water about? Okay, so there's a couple of things. Uh, you know, I would usually ask somebody, oh, would you like something to drink, right? Kind of test them for that preserving need. Watch how they react to the furniture that they're gonna to have to sit in, okay? Watch how they react to the temperature. And am I too close to the window because it's going to be cold, right? So preservers tend to be very conscious of their environment because they want it to be safe, comfortable, and supportive their affect, meaning their emotional state, the way they talk, et cetera, is gonna be a bit more subdued for the most part. Now, we do have to remember that sometimes we've got this other element of the Enneagram, which is the strategy. So somebody who has Jeffy's striving to feel excited strategy, is gonna be a mix of things, right? Cause there's this part of her that is outgoing and expressive. And then there's this other part of her that, um, I don't know if this is your case, uh, Jeffy, but my wife has that same yeah, strategy. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, but for her, it's like, she's bubbly and talkative and outgoing. And you would think she's a peacock, except you start to notice, hey, wait a minute, she's all about her comfort. Right? She's all about, you know, making sure that she has food and that her stomach feels okay and that it's warm enough and, you know, all these other <laughs> sorts of things, right? <laughs> so, so, we, we want to watch for where does their attention go? Does it go toward my physical comfort? Okay. I often ask people what their hobbies are. When I talk to them, because you know, like I said before, preservers are going to be nesters and you know like to fix things around the house. Now, with transmitters, this is the second thing I look for. What is their affect? Right? Are they outgoing? Are they expressive? Are they flashy? Are they obviously extroverted? There are some giveaways, right? Like every time I see you know leopard skin on somebody. I'm thinking transmitter, right? Every time I'm seeing jewelry on a man that's not a watch uh, or a wedding ring, I'm starting to think transmitter, right? So anything that sparkles, anything that's a little peacocky, anything about their demeanor that is expressive, outgoing, loving to tell stories, and maybe not so great a listener, okay? Because they're busy transmitting very often. Mm -hmm. Mm. So these are some of the things I start to sort for okay that's, and that's so interesting right yeah. and usually the navigators are the leftovers right the ones who don't fit the <laughs> transmitting domain and don't fit the preserving domain they listen okay. more okay They're, they'll respond to questions about people dynamics and who they know not in a, like so oh i know that guy he's my best friend sort of thing that's not what a navigator will do that's what a transmitter will do oh yeah i know so and so and yeah and he knows this one and he knows that one and so forth Okay. So gotcha. these are some of the basic indicators that I look for. That's really
1: interesting. You know, I was reflecting. You, you were asking about hobbies, and uh, Jeffy and I are both cyclists, mm-hmm. coincidentally. But I ride a bike. It's called a Colnago. It's <laughs> Italian-made steel, hand painted. You know, flashy, and it's like uh-huh.
2: recognized on the road. Yes. What's
1: that? What's that tell you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. It, 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 right. And because.
2: People are going to notice this bike, right, is that's what's right. going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's yeah. very
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, That is yeah. really that, interesting. So well, go ahead, Ed. Do we want to talk about how we can, once we identify what these people are, how we can um, serve them would be how I would yeah, say that, it?
1: Yes, and I, I, I definitely want to do that. And maybe another okay. way to phrase it as well is if we have a biases or bias, and they have a bias, yeah. how do we – Recognize that and not trip all over it. Yeah, Uh, and make sure that and make sure that we are serving serving our clients because doing, you know, hitting the hitting the nail harder with our hammer
2: is not the right answer. Right, I do I I do
0: that quite often. So just don't do what I do.
2: (laughs) Well, and we all do because that's human nature, right? And the analogy I use is you know you ever go up to a door and you go to pull it and it doesn't open and so what do we do we pull harder and we pull harder and then we see a little sign that says push right and uh, (laughs) you know but but this is what we all do we don't necessarily say oh that didn't work so let me do the opposite Uh, we repeat things and we do this with our instinctual bias as well ah this person is not responding to my peacock self i better add some more feathers here Okay. Um, you know, because that just is what makes sense. So, what we want to do first of all is recognize which one of these we are. Okay. okay. It's always you know, when I work with leaders in organizations, I always tell them there's two reasons to learn these things. Number one, understand our own patterns so we can see how we get in our own way of things by okay. focusing on these things but not those things. Okay. Then we need to understand the people around us so we can be more, have more empathy toward them and adjust our approach to them. So what we want to do is, first of all, have a sense of what I have a tendency to overdo. Do I overdo the preserving? Do I overdo the navigating? Do I overdo the transmitting? And then just be conscious of that. Let me make sure I'm hitting all three domains here. Okay, now I'm not a realtor. Uh, I like to say I'm a realtor by marriage because my wife's family is in real estate, so I get a little understanding of the business. But if I'm going into a, a home and trying to you know, sell somebody, I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna ask different questions to see what they respond to, okay? So that's the key thing. Let me get out of what I think is important. Let me ask questions related to all three of these domains and then see what they light up about. When I talk about the preserving elements, oh, this room is so comfortable, right? This place is so safe, okay? If they're responding to that, they're probably a preserver and I wanna push that a little bit more, right? Even though it's not important to me, if I sense that it's important to the client, I wanna talk more about that. If I'm talking about the safety and security and they're just yawning, Well, I want to move to either the navigating things (laughs) or the transmitting things, right? Mm -hmm. Look how beautiful this house is. Man, people fight to get into this neighborhood. You know, there's a lot of prestige living in this zip code, you know, sort of thing. Okay. And with the navigating thing, oh, you know, so and so lives over here and it's really easy to, you know, meet people and talk to people over at the park here, you know, those sort of things that relate to somebody who's interested in people dynamics. Okay. Yeah. So feel around, see what people light up about, okay? But we're e- it's easier for us to see that if we're not trapped in expecting them to respond to what lights us up.
0: Right. So important. Very
2: good.
1: Very mm-hmm. good advice there. That, yeah. That's, that's really good. What other gems do you
2: have for us? Oh boy! How long do we have? Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. so the the key thing with this is again to to recognize that we all fall into patterns. Habitual patterns, okay? We like to think that we're conscious, we're awake, we're alert all the time, that we're totally aware and thinking, you know, what uh, uh, in the moment about what's happening. When the reality is we're often stuck in habitual ruts of thinking about the world and interacting with people. So we want to remember that and saying, you know what, I'm slipping into my navigating thing again, or I'm slipping into my type three thing again. In my case, it's the type eight, right? Striving to feel powerful. I tend to be bossy and give orders and demanding. I want to remember, take a deep breath, okay? Don't fall into these habitual patterns and watch for what is appealing to other people instead of projecting onto them. That is the biggest, biggest thing the key to this really is not to try and use it to manipulate people, but to build oh, yeah. rapport so we can help them, right? right. You know, it, it helps to think of these things as languages. My son, as, as we're speaking, he's been sending me pictures today from Morocco, right? He's, uh, he's doing a semester abroad in Rome, he's on spring break, he went to Spain, he's in Morocco now. Now, if you go to Europe, and Ed, I know you were in just in Costa Rica, if, if you go to some other place and you speak to them in English and expect them to respond to you, yeah. you're not going to get anywhere. And yeah, right. we just can't speak English louder and you know slower <laughs> okay. like we tend to do. We have to think, okay, right. what language are they speaking here? And let me right. speak to this language as best I can if I want to influence them.
0: I love that. I do have yes. I do have a question. Yeah, go ahead. And I know I know we're running long, but I think people are really going to love this. So sure. if we if you could give us maybe some direction for each of these three in a business setting. So how they would like to be communicated with or something that works really well for these three types so that when we're working in a transactional piece of this this process do you have some of those off the top of your head that you can think
2: of? Yeah. I'll tell you what. So I'll give you okay. that. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw a little bonus thing in here that you didn't okay. ask for, okay? Um, if you're a preserver and yes. running your own business, one of the things you want to think about is getting better at transmitting, okay? okay. Because preservers tend to focus on the details, the structures, and they're not always so good at promoting themselves. Okay. so learning to promote yourself if you're a uh, preserver is really helpful. If you're a navigator, learn to get better at the details. Okay. so if you're running your own business, make sure you're doing your paperwork, all the administrative stuff that, you know, navigators really, really hate. Okay. pay attention to details. And if you're a transmitter, get better at listening to people. I'd right, get better at letting them talk, asking them questions and actually listening to their responses. Okay? So that's how all of us can do better that's in our that. business. Now, as far as appealing to the other folks, if I'm trying to appeal to a preserver, I want to speak to issues of safety, security and resources. Okay? okay. Having enough of the things that we need, having safety, stability, security and traditions and memories. One of the things I often see when I walk into a preserver's house is what I call the refrigerator hall of fame, right? Where they've got the refrigerator (laughs) with all the pictures all over it, right? My kid playing baseball here, my other one playing softball there and so forth, right? So it's like there are these shrines to memories of the past. So this is something very appealing that we can speak to with preservers. With transmitters, we want to speak in an exciting way, right? Man, this place, look at this, look at these exposed beams here. Aren't they amazing, right? You know, just, you really wanna amp up the energy when you're talking to a transmitter. And with a navigator, you wanna kinda slow things down, keep things moving, ask them about places they've been, people that they know, that sort of thing, relationships that they have, Mm -hmm. because that's what they're interested in and that's what they wanna talk about. To okay? yeah. so talk about people with navigators, talk about safety, the nest with preservers, and exciting things with the transmitters. You can't go wrong. I
0: love that. Well,
1: this has been so valuable. And I know if, if our listeners want to learn more or connect with you, where should they go? Where should they yeah. come
2: So you can find links to all my resources at mariolinks.com. Okay, I've got free videos there. We've got some free resources, blog stuff. There's also some online programs that people can do, and our consulting services. But MarioLinks.com, and you know, feel free to reach out to me through that website.
0: You well, have been a gift for us today, Mario. No, it's been fun. Thank you. you. This is so amazing. You, you
2: sure have. I do want to really say too, fun. I've
0: listened to your podcast, and I would highly recommend listening to that. There are well, such good you. nuggets in there as well.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Great Wonderful. stuff.
1: Well, we hope everyone's gotten a ton out of this today. I know I'm roll. I'm playing some things back in my mind. I wish I would have. I wish it would have applied in I situations. I took pages of notes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and hopefully, you got some gems today. All for now.
0: We hope you enjoyed the show gained insight into having a thriving business and living a balanced life. We also welcome any ideas you would like us to discuss in future shows. Don't forget to like and share. We'll see you next week.